Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. (laughs) I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings, and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs, and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them I don't feel secure and honestly I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive so really really recommend it love it and I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening Fiona because I love their collection so if you use the code lovebites20 it's applicable on full price items only this can be used online and in store so there's two stores in Dubai one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach they also ship globally if you're buying from outside of Dubai then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture which is brilliant news thank you so much El Couture The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this off. This is a Podcast Now production. I'm like giving it all the porn star, like, you know, riding on top and whatever. And then it gets to it. And then, you know, and then halfway through the relationship, you're just like, fucking do me missionary. Let's go to bed. Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. Do you want to tell us a little relationship fact today? A little relationship fact. Ladies and men, because women snore too, you can love somebody wholeheartedly. You can look over to them and see them lying there like a goddamn angel, but you can still want to throttle them when they snore like an absolute pig. I'm having a little bit of a rant today because I am exhausted because my beautiful big boyfriend lies beside me and snores like an incoming steam train, Fiona, and I do not know what to do. I feel like this is something that people don't address enough in relationships because it actually percolates down into every facet of your relationship because you have to sleep separately that then diminishes the intimacy that you get from like pillow talk, falling asleep together, waking up together, you know, waking up in the middle of the night together. And I don't know, God forbid, having a shag or whatever. Um, And it can be so, so, so frustrating. Snoring is a huge problem in relationships and people just don't talk about it enough. Have you ever been with a snorer? Absolutely, my ex-boyfriend was a snorer and it was so bad to the point where like I would dread him coming to my house um, to stay the night because I knew I would have a bad night's sleep and like he would go and sleep on the sofa or I'd have to go and sleep in my housemate's room and it was just awful and like every, I remember that feeling, that dread and then when we broke up, like when I slept in a bed with a, with a guy for the first time and he didn't snore, I was literally like, what is this? Like, I slept mm-hmm. well. So our friend, our mutual friend who we talk about, who loves the ginger up the butt, um, 
prior to me meeting my boyfriend she would be on colossal rants about her then boyfriend about his snoring and she used to be pretty mean about it she was like I can't fucking stand it I can't stand him but of course the next day she was exhausted like I suppose being up all night with a newborn baby you just your your mind is scrambled and I used to kind of try to keep her in line a little bit and remind her hey listen it's not his fault you know he can't help it none of this is intentional And whilst I don't get mean with him, my boyfriend, I certainly wake up the next day with like a little bit of venom running through my veins. Luckily, we do have a spare room, so I can go and retreat to that. But it just means a broken night's sleep. Um, My friend was in here last night and she was in foul form because of the snoring thing, because she doesn't have a spare room because she has three children in the other um, in the other rooms. My point is it can really impact a relationship. And this is why people sleep separately, I believe. Um, and I do think that there's a lot of virtue to sleeping separately, but we'll 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 move on to that at a, on another episode. I would appreciate your thoughts on this from the bottom of my heart. Please drop us a DM on Instagram, lovebitespodcast underscore. Do you have any resolve for me is there anything that you can recommend to help this facet of my relationship we've tried the nose strips we've tried the lavender spray I try repositioning him moving him from the side to his back to his front to on his fucking head and nothing nothing works he's a big guy he's got a big chest he's got a bit of a belly I'm going to just throw that out there um I think he could maybe you know if he lost a little bit of weight, maybe it would help the snoring issue, but I don't want to keep on pushing that. But yeah, I would genuinely love to hear from you from the bottom of my heart because it is really stressing me out. I do think the weight the weight thing is a small factor, but my ex was not a massive guy and he still snored. So I don't I just don't know what it is. Like I just I honestly I like do you know what? Even thinking about it gives me I don't want you to, I'm not saying that you have the ick for your boyfriend, but I have the major icks for so many other reasons for my ex. And one of them was his incessant snoring that used to make me want to, I just don't know. I hated, I hated him. I know, I, I, that's the thing. I wake up and I'm like, I fucking hate you. Um, I'm such a light sleeper, V, like, and we're obviously a a really um vicious circle and we're in a vicious circle here because I'm such a light sleeper and then he snores and then I'm punching in the ribs and then he's waking up startled because of course he's being punched in the ribs to wake up like that's not pleasant for him either and my friend was in here recently and we had the dog on the floor as my boyfriend slept upstairs and she was like oh it's so cute to hear your dog snoring and I'm like that's not my dog that's my boyfriend sleeping upstairs you can hear his reverberations through bricks and mortar imagine how I feel having to sleep beside that every night but you know the troubleshooting thing that I try to do as much as possible now instead of letting resentment creep in we just go to bed separately um instead of me waking up frustrated um waking him up uh, that's not nice for him either he works shifts and he's exhausted he goes into a really deep slumber and we just go to bed separately now to, in order to avoid the this scenario happening but again that comes with its downfalls because I really miss falling asleep beside him like we have a chat before bed we you know just that that really I kind of miss that pillow talk side mm-hmm. of our relationship so listen I would genuinely love to hear any advice um 
if anybody has been in this position before and they've done something or tried something to help the issue I would be eternally grateful if you could drop us a DM and if there's anything you want to talk to us about if there's anything that you want to speak to us about that you've heard on the podcast or you'd like us to discuss we are here for you we love hearing from every single one of you and our Instagram is lovebitespodcast underscore yes well before we um head to our topic of the day i just wanted to address something because it was something that i said last week that i wasn't gonna um i wasn't gonna talk about the crowd pleaser until kind of it finished its narrative and the narrative is now over and i can talk about it so basically i just wanted to talk about how hard it is sometimes to let someone go and actually it is especially for someone like me I have real issues with rejection and I like wanting to feel validated and it's really hard for me to let let something go if I have not felt validated yet I can let something go if I feel validated and like for example my ex my most recent ex totally validated me showed me a lot of love. Yeah, it didn't work out. And I let it go easy breezy. The ex before then never got validated. I never felt wanted. I felt really rejected. And I have like, I've let it go now. But that's because it's been four years. But it took a really, really long time. And even I think sometimes I still haven't let it go really. Like I haven't, but I've like done my absolute best to get to this place. So basically for the crowd pleaser, I'll give you a, I'll give you a summary about what's happened. So we went on our, our amazing day and I wouldn't have said it. We, I wouldn't have given him the name, the crowd pleaser. I wouldn't have said all those nice things if I genuinely, if it gen, it wasn't genuine, like we did have a really great day. Then it was very difficult to kind of meet up and, and again. And so I basically said to him, listen, let's bench it. And this, I think I spoke about this on the, a couple of podcasts ago. And, um, let's bench it like it's obviously really difficult to meet up um and he called me and was like no I don't want to bench you like that's not what I want like I'm super busy at the moment I'm going through a really hard time blah 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 so I was like okay he was like give me two weeks I was like okay fine gave him the two weeks it was his birthday um so his birthday came around and he messaged me whilst he was out being like cut essentially like there was a bit of chat come and meet us so I then went and met him with some of his friends and like two of my friends and they're like the night was fine it was actually really fun in the end like but I've just realized so much what a child he is in that Mm -hmm. moment the way he was when he was drunk and like the way he acted with his friends and like he was clearly like extremely insecure and there was just like lots of moments where I was like god he is a fucking man child men are generally pretty childish when they're drunk but it was like on speed um Okay. Anyway, then like lots of things happened after that. He lost his phone and like he, he'd, he'd stayed at mine and, um, you know, twice he fell asleep on the loo and I had to go and like hoist him up off the loo. Um, you know. Oh, Jesus. I know. Okay. No one, yeah, I know. No one really wants to be doing that. Um, and then like, then he stayed at mine again on the Saturday night and then he went back up to Abu Dhabi. Anyway, then like he said to me, listen, like I'll, um, I'll come my birthday was on the Wednesday and he was like, I'll come to Dubai for your birthday. So I was like, okay, fine. Like, listen, maybe we've like got over this whole thing. And like, maybe it's going to be now like a bit more smooth sailing him saying that. And then he sent me a message like a couple of days later being like, Hey, I'm so sorry. I've double booked for Wednesday. 
I still can't come basically. And I was just a bit like, come on, man. Like it's my birthday. Yes, you've double books, but can't you just for once be like, hey, I'm so sorry, I'm actually going to go to Dubai. I'm going to say no to whatever plan it was. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure people would completely understand and as it turns out, actually, whatever he was doing on Wednesday was the friends that I met and we got on really well. So I'm pretty sure. And those boys were really, really nice guys. I'm pretty sure if he'd said, do you know what? I'm actually going to go to Fee's birthday. They would have been like, yeah, do it. Like, cool. But he didn't. And mm-hmm. I was like, do you know what? I'm fucking done with this. I'm just, I can't do this anymore. So I sent him a message being like, listen, you're obviously not in the right place to date me right now. I know you're really busy, but like, you're obviously, I'm not a priority and that's fine. But like, you know let's just like call it what it is now and he was like yes I know it's a really shit thing to say but yeah I am prioritizing my friends over you and then there was like this huge whatever there was like more conversation about it and now it's like in this like weird blank space where like I feel like it's it's done but he left his tooth he's left his like electric expensive electric toothbrush at my house obviously it was a regular toothbrush so I just chucked it away and I'm like, I said to him, I was like, do you want me to drop off the toothbrush at your friend's house? And he was like, let's talk about it when you're, when you're once you're done with your birthday. And I'm like, it's just me dropping it off. I can just say yes, let me drop it off. Let me, and it's, and he hasn't yet. And now he hasn't replied. And like, I'm just like, it's so a lot. So I've of- got a few observations, to be honest. Firstly, you said to him in the message, you're clearly really busy and you don't have time for this. Fiona, you are the busiest girl in the I world. Know. You're literally you're literally taking over the world one amazing PR client at a time. If you have time for him, yeah, I know. then he has time for you. you. The busiest people in the world make time for the people that they want yeah. to be with. Yeah, And that is a bitter pill to swallow, but it's the truth. Um, you know, him not coming to Dubai for your birthday, it shows a real distinct lack of effort. People will move mountains to be with the people that they want to be with. And that includes friends, family, loved ones, partners, you name it. Um, you do not need to have a discussion about an electric toothbrush Fiona there's no more discussion to be had he's made it abundantly clear and it's these things sometimes people are shoving the red flag so far up your arse yet we still can't kind of acknowledge them and uh, for what they are he's telling you I don't have time for you I'm not prioritizing you what does he want to speak to you about after your birthday about an electric toothbrush I don't know put the you know put the electric toothbrush out of your mind put wrap it in a plastic bag and put it at the bottom of the drawer that you never have to see again if he wants to come and pick it up absolutely do not be going and driving around Dubai to drop off an electric fucking toothbrush yeah no you're right you're right crowd pleaser is done and you know what Fiona I think as well you I've been quite honest with the fact that, you know, you've liked this guy and he's been the one that's kind of remained steadfast and you inevitably invest in him. He reignites something inside of you. I'm sure he has done. He makes you feel that love and that connection that you, that you, that you want. Um, And even though you haven't known him, you know, an awfully long time, I'm sure it's, it's left a mark on you but the thing is he did right at the start but then I think it turned into this kind of I I know I have issues with um 
seeking trying to seek someone's approval and I think with him I was just like I because I he wasn't validating me and he wasn't set doing things like move you know he wasn't you know moving things around so that he could come to my birthday and things like that which I really you know I would do for someone he wasn't doing it in return so there was a part of me that was almost clinging on to it not because in the end, he was a particularly amazing person that I wanted to be with. I just wanted the situation to go in the way that I wanted it to go in. And what was, what's was what been really difficult is letting it go. And it's really, okay. I think we can't diminish how hard it is to let someone go, even if you've only been on a few dates with them. Because I think a lot of the time, if you're if people are saying, oh, you've got to let them go, or whatever, and you know, it's a it's been in a long term relationship. And a lot of the time if I, I said if I say to some of my friends, you know, I am finding it really difficult to let it go, they would retort back with, but you don't really know him. And it's like, I know I don't really know him. I like I that was a problem. I was never able to get to know him really. But still this i'm it's it's not him that i'm letting go of it's the situation it's the situation of having someone to text getting excited about like going on a date getting excited about a new mm -hmm. situation that i'm having to let go of even though to be fair i got nothing but frustration for the past 3 weeks with him more than a couple of 3 weeks like more like a month with him was actually a lot of frustration rather than anything nice and that was because he was not showing me the effort that I deserve and I know that and I think he knows that as well but he also doesn't want to do anything about it and I think that's the difference the difference is with him and what, what I'm finding interesting about his behavior is that he knows he's being like this but instead of just being having some balls and saying to me listen I can't do this right now he just kept me there Mm -hmm. because I really noticed that he kept me there because he kept replying to my messages. He kept like, you know, if I was coming to Abu Dhabi, he was like, let's, you know, um, you know, let's try and do something. It never really worked out. And like, he was the one that said that he didn't want to like bench all this and all this crap. But then he but didn't. you know what, Fiona? Also, and I don't want this to come across as like harsh or whatever, but you allowed yourself to be yeah, kept there. I did. You know? Oh, 100% and I allowed it. I don't I don't I don't mean that to be hurtful but with things like this we're so willing and we so we want it so badly that we kind of allow ourselves just to be kept for the crumbs mm. of the table and that goes with not just relationships in a in a romantic sense this goes for relationships with our partners long term our family and friends sometimes when we feel vulnerable and we feel a certain way about ourselves we allow ourselves to accept mm. crumbs of somebody's table and it's not good enough it's absolutely not good enough in any aspect of life and you're letting go of somebody not that you've just known for a couple of weeks or whatever um and it's hard to let go it's a feeling as you say Fee it's the feeling that he give you it's the excitement it's the having the somebody to text these are the things that are so impactful when you end a relationship yeah. however whether it's a, a day or a week or a year these are the things that really um that really infiltrate into your being that you really miss so I completely yeah. understand where you're coming from Fee um, yeah. and I think I think it's also I think another thing is another thing that's really really difficult to let go of is that it was someone in the world that uh what's the word I don't want to say like because 
That's a shit way to say it. There was, I'm going to say something really old school. There was someone in the world that fancied you. And you knew that, that thought you were hot, that thought you were a great person, that wanted to make, well, from the first kind of moments, wanted to make you theirs. And then you thought that that was going to happen. And then it didn't. So you then have to come to terms with the fact that having that person and then knowing also that like it's that frustrating thing where you kind of have to let it go and then and be like fuck I'm gonna have to do this all over again I'm gonna have to find someone all over again that I fancy and like it's not like it's like you know it's not actually on my mind like I can't I'm no I'm in no rush to go on a date with anyone right now like I can't I can't I threat quite frankly can't be bothered and I've got so many other things going on that it's not top of my list but I know that like you know at some point it probably will happen but right now it's just not top of my list so and I think that's really good. And I think that's also a really great place to be that dating is not at the top of my list. It's just not, also, it's also mm-hmm. not a priority for me. I would have made him a priority because I'm that sort of person. But actually at, in the grand scheme of things, going out with some guys, not, I'm not prioritizing that right now. And that you're prioritizing, end. filling your own cup yeah, up to I got, brimming. You're prioritizing on. yourself. You're prioritizing your business and your life and your own self worth. And you know what, Fiona? If that means just putting dating and boys in the background or on the back burner for a while, then so bloody be yeah, it. I, ju- I just don't. I don't have the time. Like I know that you know. I know. I oh got. I sound like a bit like him. But the thing is, what's interesting is that what was the difference between. What he was prioritizing and what I'm prioritizing is two different, two very different things. What he was prioritizing was going out and getting absolutely shit faced with his friends and going to like the sevens and whatnot. And my, my, obviously my priorities are things like, you know, growing my business and like, you know, making sure that I'm healthy and all that sort of thing. Like that's, you know, that's another thing. Sorry, I just really need to get, I need to get it off my chest. I have no problem with people prioritizing themselves and their friends and and filling their own cup and things like that. But I wouldn't have had a problem if he said to me, listen, I'm not in the right place. I really need to get my mental health where it needs to be. I need to, you know, sort my life out. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to do this. So I need to like spend some wholesome time with my friends. That's okay. What I can't, I can't abide, and I'm sorry if it's judgmental, is the fact that I am being thrown over for getting shit-faced at zero gravity which for those of you that don't know but is do a disgusting he- club but he's got every right to do that i you know, know he's I at know, a stage in his life and he's got every right and fiona i certainly went through years and years and years of going out and getting shit-faced with my friends yeah but when you were in your 20s agents. in your 20s not <laughs> the 32 fiona, i know but we all know that guys are slightly later bloomers yeah, in know, that respect. Did you say he's quite new to Dubai as well? Yeah, I know. He's, quite, he's fresh off the boat. He's like a kid in a candy shop. He's probably come from somewhere in the UK where it's raining and everything's a bit shit. And then he's landed in Dubai and it's this thriving metropolis of women and alcohol and fun and abundance. The guy is losing his fucking mind. And I I definitely noticed this when we first started talking about him and I didn't expand upon it, the fact that he was quite new to Dubai. For me, that's a huge red flag because guys that are brand new in Dubai, you avoid like the plague because they're there just to like sow their wild oats. So he's got every right to do it, Fee. He's not the guy for you. He wasn't matching you in energy and effort and that's fine. 
and you know throw the fucking electric toothbrush in the bin babe just let it be no i've put it in a bag now just and just like shoved it under my sink like i just i don't want to look at it anymore anyway fair enough like i just yeah i ran over we've both gone a little rants today but we we needed them and i needed i really needed to get that off my chest i I, do know i genuinely feel better our topic today do you know what why don't we start with the letter yeah that we received i read it go ahead hi girls i'd really appreciate your help with a major relationship roadblock i've always been open to threesomes and communicated as much to my equally opinionated partner We're a year in and very much in love. Now the thought of threesomes make me feel nauseous. I don't want to share, I don't want to share him and I feel so gel and triggered when he brings it up. The issue is he's now bringing it up a lot and he always always making comments about this girl and that girl. He feels that I lied to him at the beginning by claiming how open I was. Ooh, I thought that before. Um, Honestly, he feels duped um, and I can't understand where he's coming from. Should I just suck it up or do it or do I need to stand my ground? What do you think? Oh, that honestly, that is something that I think is very tricky because the reality is her boyfriend probably does feel duped, but she has every right as a woman to change her mind with things. Mm. The way that um girl has phrased things, she was very open to it at the beginning. It's something that she's maybe dabbled in or she's considered. I'm not sure she hasn't expanded upon it. But the reality is when you fall in love with somebody, your mindset and your opinion and those things completely shifts. So you can go from being super receptive and open to threesomes to never wanting to share your person with anybody. And that is completely okay. She's got every right to do to do so. Um, and she just needs to be very, very communicative with her partner about how her feelings have shifted and morphed so there's no point in her engaging in a threesome if it's going to trigger her in an abundance of ways and essentially end up destroying or at least depleting their relationship anyways we should not do anything that we know beforehand is going to make us feel shit what the hell is the point I completely agree. And I, I totally resonated when she said that um, her partner feels that maybe she was more open at the beginning because fucking hell, I at the beginning, I'm like giving it all the porn star, like, you know, riding on top and whatever. And then it gets to it. And then, you know, <laughs> and then halfway through the relationship, you're just like, oh, fucking do me missionary. Let's go to bed. Like, I completely get that because I, I also, I also know, and especially since we've had this podcast, men think I'm some kind of like, you know, open sex book. And actually I would not be okay with a threesome with, with, an, with my boyfriend. The only, t- okay, look, and this is actually a sex of the city quote. The only time that I think that anyone, it, that, a threesome is okay. For me, anyway, this is very personal, is to be the guest star. Okay. Because I could not do it. Or do it with people that you don't know. Have you ever had a threesome? No, I haven't. Have you? I have. um, But it was with two guys at uni. And uh, to be fair, I I mean, like, realistically, it wasn't like, it wasn't like a threesome threesome. It was like, just, I was really having a... Feeling around. I was like, yeah, like, having a pretty... Uh, open night and also one of them I didn't even have sex with in the end like we were like fooling around in bed and then I just went off and had sex with one of the guys so it wasn't really okay. but like ticked it off my list good I I um I have never had a threesome um 
it's not something that's ever really been on my list to be honest but I have been in a relationship with somebody in the past who was very keen on the idea and I felt that I was kind of allowing myself to be taken down a little bit of a path especially at the beginning I think I would have been a little bit more receptive to it um but as you said Fiona in hindsight, in hindsight, I was probably portraying an image of somebody that I wasn't mm. really. And we do that. We do that at the beginning. We've all been guilty of it. I think, especially when we're younger and we're kind of insecure with really um, who we are inside. I think I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd be open for that. And the reality was I wasn't. Yeah. But I was just trying to engineer an image of somebody that I thought that they would want to be with. And then as time passed on, I suppose I read this, the, the message that this girl has submitted really resonates with me because as time went on and the guy was like, well, should we try this or, you know, look yeah, into it or whatever, I, I found myself totally paralyzed and stunned. And I was like, oh, uh, and he was like, but you said in the beginning, X, Y, and Z. And I was like, yeah, well, you know what? Clearly things have changed. And I think as well, especially for women, as we fall in love, we simply don't want to share that person with no. anybody else. I, I could not think of anything worse to do in my relationship now than, than have a threesome. But the, here's the thing. And this again, what this podcast has told me, never say never. Relationships change. Relationships evolve. Um, people need to have their needs met in different ways as per the stage of their relationship and what's going on inside of them. I'm currently not into threesomes, but something may reignite in me or ignite in me rather years down the line when it's basically all I want to do or maybe I would want to go into like swinging or whatever. Like there's so many different... um. There's so many different avenues to take, but I think the key is uh, is keeping an open mind, but also being so true to what you want and not allowing yourself to be led on a path that you don't want to be on just to keep your your yeah. partner happy. And I think um, that communication is so key in this in this case to to talk about. It. If you're not comfortable with it, just say I'm not comfortable with it. But, you know, maybe I'm open to something else. And, you know, the menu, there's a lot on the menu. Find something that you are open with. Sex with Emily has an amazing checklist. It's on her website. I don't know what it's called. Let me try and find it. I'll put it in our show notes. Um, it's like a, a sex checklist of, like, things that you're cool with, things that you're not cool with. That's actually a really fun game for your partner. You could say, listen, I'm not super open anymore because now we're in a full relationship I don't want to share you and actually that's a really nice thing but let's go through this checklist and see what we are both on a mutual level what we feel we're comfortable with because there could be stuff in there that you hadn't even thought about that you'd be so cool with and he is as well and then you can replace it you know it's not like it's a one size that's menu that's such all. a good idea I'm actually you know what I'm actually going to avail of that checklist and like I think we previously discussed um about the sex, love and goop. Did you ever get around to watching that, by the way? Oh, with, I haven't finished it. I haven't finished it. I haven't had time. Fiona, it, it, I know you haven't, but anybody that's listening that is um 
wanting to explore their own <clears throat> sexuality and things in the confines of a relationship and also as a single person or um having kind of casual sex this is a phenomenal show and it really highlights how much can be done sexually that doesn't involve like penetration mm. and the typical way that we look at sex there's so much more to sex and that can be energy related there's this i told you about that one scene where the the woman has the orgasm and her partner isn't even touching her. It's the most yeah. phenomenal scene. It's 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 um it's episode two. If anybody wants, to oh, go it was and the have guy. A, a it was the her. guy, and he had the energetic orgasm, and he starts crying. Right? No, it's it, it's the, so that happened, but they were being led by a lady who's a a sexual practitioner that deals in energy, and her partner in life and a business is also an energy uh, sexual practitioner. Okay, I must watch it tonight. <laughs> She lay down, and Fiona, please, can you message me when you finish watching this? I'll scene? watch it tonight. He puts, he plays her like a violin. He, he, she, he's like a magician, and she's like the assistant, and her body convulses in a way that I've never seen, and his hand never touches her. So, listen. There are so many other things that you can do within the confines and the safety and the walls of a relationship. I'm probably aware that I'm making that sound very restrictive. I just mean in the sanctity of a relationship. Um, And I'm definitely going to, I'm definitely going to download that list. And also Fiona, uh, and hopefully we get this girl on the podcast soon as a guest who I've been following on TikTok. If anybody has TikTok and or Instagram, her name is Vista Wife. So let me just double check that. Of course, we're going to link her Instagram and TikTok in the show notes. But she is the most well-known swinger. Yes, Vista Wife, V-I-S-T-A Wife. She is an ambassador for the swinging lifestyle. I've been following her on TikTok for a while um, where she's got like hundreds and thousands of um, followers. She's been on like all the, been on all the press in the UK. This is a girl, Fiona, that looks like you and I. And I'm not sure what I thought about when I thought about swinging, but I probably um envisaged old people that were seriously unhappy in their marriage and they were just going around to like Jane and Normans around the corner to throw their key into an old crusty bowl but this girl <laughs> is like us looks like us acts like us she's a you, you know she's like quote-unquote normal and she extols the virtues of swinging so profoundly and so I I so appreciate how open she is, how nothing she speaks about is like, she doesn't try to justify her swinging lifestyle. She's not saying, yeah, but X, Y, and Z. She talks about it so openly. There's no shame. There's no embarrassment. There's no stigma. Her and her husband love swinging. They love the lifestyle as they call it. And they benefit so much from it. And they kind of give like etiquette tips because of course there's a huge amount of etiquette involved in the likes of swinging. You don't just turn up to your house and expect to like bang your neighbor's wife or whatever. There's a lot of protocol. There's a lot of etiquette pertaining to respect and safety and all those things. And I just love how open she is. So definitely give her a follow. And we're going to have her on the podcast as well, because I just find what she talks about so interesting for her anyways. Uh, it's benefited her and her marriage tenfold. I believe that she's bisexual and kind of opened up to her partner about that. Um, 
later on in their relationship or maybe she just had her bisexuality peaked and this for them was a an avenue for her to safely explore that within the the sanctity of their marriage so that's so interesting there's a lot there's I think that it's so interesting also I can't wait to talk to her because like what Lisa said a while ago you know about how later you know as the world changes and you know years go on how the nuclear family of the mom and the dad and the kids married for 35 years it are the way of what um you know the way of how we see relationships is going to change. Polyamorous relationships are going to become more popular. Swinging, um, you know, and we're going to have to be, you know, also transgender, um, transgender parents as well, because that is totally, you know, that's a thing that there's a, you know, there was a huge transgender movement when, you know, Caitlyn Jenner came out, a lot of then transgender people, um, you know, came out who were living completely stealth, who are now completely came out. There's an amazing um, transgender activist called Corey Ray. I'm, obsessed with her I think she's just so gorgeous and she talked about this is completely going off on a tangent but she talked about how um she was living stealth for like a really long time like she um she a transition when she was like 13 or something and she went to university and was with this guy and then came out after the whole Caitlyn Jenner thing and she was like I literally didn't think that it would be like have this revolution until I was like into my 50s and then she said to her she came out basically and then her her how sweet is this her university boyfriend was like I don't care it was about the person that you were that's so nice Tell, that? what, what is what is the girl's name I'd love to follow her Corey Ray Corey C-O-R-E-Y yeah, we're going- Corey Ray I would love to get her. Okay, on. we're definitely she's, going to link this in the uh, yeah, in the show notes fantastic. as well. But that's the whole kind of that's the whole point, you know. It's the the there is no, now. I think definitely uh, we're, tw- we're almost twenty twenty two. There is no right or wrong way to be in a relationship, and I think that we have to always be super open to the fact that you might meet someone and they might be bisexual, and you have to find avenues to make that okay. I think that it's not so um, it's not so linear now the way we have relationships, and I also need to I also need to really really keep that in mind as well that when I'm meeting people I have this fairy tale vision of you know because that's how I grew up mom and a dad. And I'm going to have the kids and I'm going to have the house and everything. And it's like, I've got to actually be real and be like, that might not happen for me. It might be that I meet someone transgender or bisexual or, you know, wants to is into swinging or into threesomes. And I if if I'm not and I have to communicate whether I'll be comfortable or not with that and I have to work exactly. out whether I am or not. That's a hundred percent. You have hit the nail <laughs> on the head there. You may meet people like that and um, you're going to meet you know people from different walks of life with people different with different sexual penchants and lifestyle penchants it's up to you to really sit with yourself and know what you're truly comfortable with Mm. because you know the world is changing so vastly but your essence and your soul are still the same and you really need to be respectful and commit to yourself more than anybody else um have you ever been confronted with a swinging situation or an opportunity besides from your university experience have have you ever been confronted or or presented with an opportunity in later life or in dubai for example because i have no i've i've never i've so rarely been in a relationship that i've never really got to the point where like swinging is even on the cards 
So let me tell you something. Um, swinging is big in Dubai. Let let me just tell you yeah. that swinging swinging is big in Dubai. There's definitely swinging communities, and. So I used to be cabin crew and I was in the cockpit with a captain and a first officer, obviously. And this first officer, I, I think he was British. He was really dead on, so sound. And I was probably up there having like my fifth coffee of the day. And he had said, oh, you know, um, would you be open for like a little bit of like work, a side hustle work? And I was like, uh, what the hell? What do you what? mean? And he said, listen, yeah, he said, I had parties and he clearly got the feeling from me that I was very open, very receptive. I wasn't a prude and he could talk to me about these things. And the, the first officer was sitting in the in the cockpit. He said, I have these parties. They're very open parties. They're very, basically, he came out after trying to fumble around the issue. He was like, basically, we have like swinging parties, but we need people there to like serve champagne and you know just host host the party basically so while I can work the room I'll need somebody there just to make sure everybody's okay so essentially what I did when I was like working in uh, like the first class cabins and stuff so I was like uh okay probably not I'm just going to put it out there but like can you please tell me more about this and he said that he actually recruited quite a few um cabin crew on the flights especially girls that were a lot more receptive and open to these things and he would pay them like a couple of hundred quid to come and essentially serve champagne and he said nine times out of ten the girls would stay and engage in the activity and um, oh he said yeah he said that these parties are the least seedy things that he has ever been to like he wanted to create a non-cd version so i don't know i i don't think it was ever in his house he rented like at a penthouse or rented a villa or something like this for people to get together he said a lot of the times people wouldn't even engage in sexual activity they just wanted to be around like-minded people and um, he got into it when his wife Funny enough, like Vista wife, his wife expressed that she, I think they'd been married for like 15 years. You know, she was feeling um, unfulfilled and she had said that she would like to be with a woman. And they go and have these parties and she actually goes and pursues women, which he loves and he feels very, very um, unthreatened by it. And he said it has done their relationship wonders. He said if they didn't fall into swinging, they would probably have broken up and it encourages them a lot of healthy relationship um, communication in regards to sexual issues that they have themselves. Um, and he said it's actually really good fun. It's really open. It's really healthy. Everybody is very respectful there. There's protocol to be, to be followed. And again, it's what, what Feast of Wife talks a lot about. You don't just walk up to somebody and grab them into your room. There's like conversation protocol and um, things that kind of have to, to be followed to ensure that everybody feels respected and safe. And and yeah, he, he said that they have these parties on pretty much a bi-monthly basis and they are frequented from by everybody from all walks of life and um, they're allowed to have single people turn up but they have to be vetted and mostly the women the, the people that turn up singly are women and um, mm. there's a bit of an issue with men turning up um and i think that's kind of understandable yeah so, i think that's um that's interesting that you say that it's it's not it's not seedy because 
I think it's because obviously everyone that's gone gone there is going for the same reason. And that's what, don't you remember, like ages ago when I went to that Mingle event, I have to say the one good thing about it was that actually the atmosphere was not seedy at all because everyone there was going for a reason and you knew why everyone was there. It's not like in a bar where you don't know, you don't know people's motive, you, you know, I could be going to try and find a guy and Laura could be going just to have a drink with a friend and then Laura gets approached by a guy for a one night stand and you're going to find that creepy whereas if everyone is there for one reason that's what makes it non-threatening and I think that totally applaud I do applaud these kind of events and things like that yeah I mean because everybody's there consensually and and showing up and everybody knows what's on the agenda but I kind of said to him like I just imagine everybody around like writhing and vaseline on like the living room floor and he was like absolutely not like that would be atrocious like everybody kind of breaks up like it's like on a zoom call and there's breakout rooms you just go and (laughs) you know do things privately if people want to engage in group activity they can but it's not like that at all and I actually at the time was with a guy who would have been had a real real jealous streak and I insecurity jealous I mean I, I suppose they're what they're all rolled into one but and I I mentioned to him about it obviously because I would just it's a really interesting story to tell off of a flight and um he was just like that is absolutely disgusting that is vile I can't even believe that you're like engaging in conversation like that and I was like what okay firstly I'm not going to do it and genuinely I wasn't going to do it not because of him and his opinion I wouldn't have felt comfortable doing that but I was Mm. so interested and really loved having those open conversations with somebody he was so disgusted and you know he's got every right to feel disgusted but it kind of I didn't like how closed off he was Mm. and how judgmental he was of other people's sexual preferences in hindsight and this has just occurred to me this very second do you remember I told you about the guy who I had sex with and he told me I fucked like a dead horse yeah that was him that that was him so I was obviously at a stage in our relationship where I was so checked out I wasn't enjoying sex I wasn't being I wasn't really actively partaking in sex I was just I, I, I think I told you once that I knew I had to end it when I was cried after sex and he was like what's wrong and I was like I'm just so happy but actually I was so turned yeah um, well sometimes you, you kind so, of get to the point don't you so he obviously um had felt all that from me and had was feeling very shit about our relationship and then I came home and all of a sudden I'm throwing around swinging like I'm sure that had really really pissed him off on a much deeper level than him just being disgusted by the prospect of swinging um and I've now just realized that 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 was probably a really shitty and insensitive thing to say to him but we live and we learn and that's that's all good we have to get feast a wife on yeah we'll message her we'll get her on soon God, I am, Yeah. sorry, this is completely off topic, but I just, how, do you ever get these like waves of tiredness? I'm going to have to get a drink of tea. I'm so tired. Like, I can't tell you, my birthday was absolutely on another level. Like, it was so much fun. But Fiona, oh I cannot God. tell you how much I missed being like, oh, I really I've been getting you. moments of FOMO since being back in Ireland I feel like basically I'm in a constant state of FOMO but your birthday in particular with all our friends and just the loveliest 
people and you were in the nicest location drinking Akbarol spritz and Muhammad was messaging me and he was like I'm here with the gang and I'm like oh fucking I know. hell and then we ended I've up in the cold. then we ended up in um my my new client actually do you know what if you are based in Dubai please 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 go and book it's an absolutely epic show it's called Papillon and it's in the Westin and um it's this super sexy like really risque like it is so daring for them Dubai, like in Dubai um, it's Leila Cardan's new place and it's basically going to have oh, dinner she's awesome. and, and she's such an amazing she's performer love, she's also just so lovely and they've got this they, we partnered with Bordel which is like a lingerie brand and the, it, all the dancers are like from New York and Paris and there's this one particular one where they she does this pole dance and it is so fucking sexy. I literally am like, it is the, honestly, that for me would be the best date night ever to go and do the dinner there. And the food is incredible. It's like proper fine dining food. And then watch this insane show. Do you know what? I'm going to just plug them because they are my client. I'm going to link the, I'll link the website in our show notes. Um, You're so just you bloody have- right. Yeah, I need some. I need Come some on, coverage. Go there. I won't put this. Well, I, won't, I, put, I won't put the thing about threesomes in my coverage book. But put <laughs> this in the coverage report, Fiona. When I come back to Dubai, we're going to go there. We're going to oh, watch it. So good. Layla Kaptan perform. She's such a darling girl as well. She's amazing. Right. Well, you look like you're really you. sniffling. I I cannot tell you the amount of mucus that I've stored in my head. <laughs> Um, that I'm going to flush out after this podcast. People of Ireland, how do we get rid of the perpetual cold and flu? I am feel like I'm constantly bloody afflicted. If anybody has any amazing tonics for me to rid myself of this awful cold, you know where to find us. If you want to talk to us about anything that we have talked about in this podcast today, anything at all, if you want us to discuss anything moving forward, if you want to talk to us about any goddamn thing, it is your God-given right and we love to hear from you. You know where to find us. We're on Instagram. Drop us a DM. Love Bites Podcast underscore. We love you very much. And Fiona Wishart, I love you. Love you so much. See you later. Bye.